Heavenly Father, we ask that you would be with us during this time of of uh, exposition of your scriptures as we look into it. Father, we ask, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would open these things up to us, that our fellowship would be profitable uh, for us and, Father, for you. In your Son's name, amen. amen. We're going to continue in this um, matter of faith. Faith is integral to the kingdom of God. You can't not have faith and serve God. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh unto him must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, so this is something that if you're walking and living by faith, God's pleased with you. This is where I can remember when that dawned on my soul. How do you know? You say, well, I don't know. If, are you living by faith? He's pleased. In other words, you've used the thing that he gave you, and he's pleased when you know and acknowledge him. Today, specifically, we're going to talk about, by faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning upon his staff. Hebrews eleven twenty one. When he was a dying, this is a, people today are, so fearful of death. But, you know, death is, is going to happen. Either they're going to uh, die or he's going to come back and they're going to be changed. But it's pretty much this very similar experience. Immediately, you're going to be in the presence of God. Now, that's, does that scare you or does that bless you? That there will come in a time when you would just immediately just be in the presence of God forever or not forever. That's... Yeah, that's the alternative. Of course, people don't like to think about it because it exposes this nature. It exposes what, what do you love God or do you not love God? I'll read the text. Genesis 47, 29, 31. This is, this is a, you know, this, he, he did, Jacob did bless the two sons of Joseph. But getting the background of what happened See, this is very healthy for us. Not only to, to Hebrews 11 is like a summation. Okay, it, it's a summary statement. But when you look back there and you see how God worked and you see how these godly men reacted to the circumstances around them. See, that this actually teaches you what faith is capable of. Faith is capable of doing things um, that are pleasing to God, even when at the time it may not seem so comfortable to do it. Jacob was, um, well, Jacob pleased God, put it that way. And the time drew nigh that Israel must die. Well, you know, the time's going to draw nigh when each of us must die. See, there's a time people try to extend their life and say, well, if I take all these vitamins and I live a certain way and I lift weights and I do, you're going to die. Brother David? Yeah, there's a scripture on that. Uh-huh. It says in Hebrews... Chapter 9, verse 27. Uh-huh. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, <laughs> that's to right. die but after this, the judgment. Amen. That's right. Yeah, and that's, these things are, you, you can't escape them. They're inescapable. You're going to die, and after that, you're going to have to give an account for the deeds done in the body. And so, now, it highlights the greatness of salvation, right? Amen. The greatness is he's made it possible for us to 
go through that work, so they're going to have to go through it. I know there's a lot of doctrines that say, well, the, the saints don't have to pass through judgment. Well, that's just a lie. You're going to have to give an account of the deeds done on the body, whether they're good. Now, that would be the saints, right? That would be the ones that have lived and, and worked for the Lord, or those that are not so good, right? Just Yeah, but it causes one to ask, why is death such a fearful thing? Yeah. Now, there are people who declare that whenever our, our souls and our bodies are separated, when our spirits leave mm-hmm. its, its mortal coil, that um, what happens is you just die like a dog. Yeah. You just, you were, and now you aren't. Mm-hmm. That comforts some people. That's right. The fear of death mm-hmm. is what lies beyond death. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And that's what men are wise if they prepare for yes yes if you can if you if you can if the world can effectively wash this out of your mind that afterwards you're going to have to give an account now see it doesn't really make any difference what you do it really doesn't because i mean we're just here for a little while then we just fade away well that's not true we're made in the image and similitude of god and that nature that he gave it can't die it can't it's going to go on somewhere you're going to experience something somewhere yeah this see to the best of our knowledge Mm -hmm. mankind is the only terrestrial creature Uh that thinks about death that's right or anticipates anything beyond the grave. That's right. Yeah, it doesn't make any difference how intelligent or how mm-hmm. capable or mm-hmm. or curiously made any beast yes. is made. We don't know of any of them that think about, well, why am I here? And what happens to me when I'm not? Mm-hmm. That's so right. So there's something. See, there's that spark of the image of God That's in right. man. That's right. You know, the, the fall... Um, Divested men of a lot of, lot of, lot of things. But see, there's this imagery that God put in man, the image and similitude mm-hmm. of God that it can't, it can't be, it can't be extinguished. It, it's going to go on. And so, you can see that these these um, patriarchs they believed that. See that they were very careful when it came to their death. This is what he said. He called his son Joseph. And said unto him, now this is a private viewing here. This is, he's going to do a private thing. And then he's going to call the rest of his sons. He's going to do a more public thing. Anyway, he called his son Joseph and said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and deal kindly and truly with me. Bury me not, I pray thee, in Egypt. But I will lie with my fathers, and thou shalt carry me out of Egypt, and bury me in their burying place. And he said, I will do as thou hast said. And he said, swear unto me. And he swore unto him. And Israel bowed himself upon the bed's head. So we can see how important it was for the patriarchs to make sure that they were buried with their fathers. And as the time drew nigh, Jacob was more concerned about where he would be buried than the fact that he was dying. See, he knew this was going to happen. He knew he accepted it. And he accepted it because he knew God. He was looking forward to to, to, to being with his fathers, not just being buried. See, this, that, that Abraham had purchased 
a field of Machpelah for a burying place. And Joseph has sworn to Jacob that he would take him there to that place. Yeah. Right? Remember he said there is a cave in the field of Machpelah. <coughs> Excuse me. Now Jacob addresses and commands all of his sons. Now this was a little bit later, but, but it's, wor- it's worthy of commenting. Because he, this, I'm showing how specific Jacob was and how determined he was to make them aware of where he wanted to be buried. Not where he wanted to be cremated. All these are the 12 tribes of Israel. This is um, Genesis forty nine twenty eight, And this is, is it that their father spake unto them and blessed them. Everyone according to his blessing, he blessed them. And he charged them and said unto them, I am to be gathered with my people. You see, see this is what his anticipation was. I'm not going to go lie in the grave. I'm not going to be sleeping until... I'm going to go be gathered to my people. He was looking forward to that. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron, the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre, in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought with the field of Ephron, the, the Hittite, for a possession of a burying place. There, and that's really, if you, if you look into that, that the whole thing, that whole count is, is a blessing. To see how careful Abraham was. They wanted to give it to him. And he said, no. See, he wanted, he wanted this to be a possession. Right. His possession for a burying place. Nobody could come, back, you know, two generations later and say, you didn't really buy that and take it away, away from him. This was going to be a burying place. There it says... There they buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife. And there they buried Isaac and Rebekah, his wife. And there I buried Leah. The purchase of the field and of the cave that is therein was from the children of Heth. Now, we live in hard times now when it comes to burial. We really do. Satan has managed to change the minds of men. and, and, And all of a sudden it's become... Well, it's more appropriate. Just go ahead and cremate them. There's no reason to bury them anymore. And then there's actually doctrines created to try to support that so Christians can start cremating their, their dead. All right? This is a dangerous thing. You say, well, well, it doesn't really matter because, you know, we're all going to go back from dust to, you know, dust. You're all going to go back to dust anymore. Why not be buried? I mean, be cremated. Because we, we look at how careful Jacob is. Look how careful Abraham was. They said, well, we'll just, you know, the Canaanites, they just burn their dead. Why don't we just do that? Yes. Just a thought that came to me. Uh What if they, uh, because, I mean, they had fire. It wasn't like there wasn't. Oh, yes. And and the cremation was going on among the heathen. Yeah. But now we have. See, there was a testimony left in the earth. That's right. About Abraham and that he lived. Yes. And this is where he died. Yeah. And then the association, because his body was placed there, it mm-hmm. was sown in hope. Mm-hmm. Of He didn't know everything about the resurrection, but he did know that he hoped in God. Yeah. yeah. So that witness is it's, it's like a... A foundation. It, what if they had just cremated him and then spread his, his ashes around the, on the desert? Mm-hmm. What would we have had? We have lost that testimony. That's right. When yeah. the saints are are buried. Yes. First off, it's because 
this mortal body yes. is sown in hope of the resurrection. That's right. Yes, and exactly. in over time, you'll, you'll notice that mm-hmm. most of the graves pointed where when they came out of the grave, they were their faces were pointing east. Yes, yes. And so all of these things have significance. Mm-hmm. Now you get rid of the body and you lose all that significance that's, right. that's attached to it. Yeah. So there, anytime that God gives a representation, this is one of the things that set the Jews mm-hmm. apart from the heathen. That's right. That's there, right. In our day, there are too many things that don't make any difference anymore. That's right. But Jacob is not looking forward to being burned. <laughs> He's looking forward to being buried. And buried with his fathers. Not in Egypt. You notice how careful he is. Not in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Yes, brother? When uh, David sinned with Bathsheba and the, the child that was born died, mm-hmm. here's what uh, David said in 2 Samuel 12, mm-hmm. 23. But now he is dead. Wherefore shall I confess? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, mm-hmm. but he shall not return to me. So he had awareness that's right. that he was going to go be that's the right. child who had died. Amen. That's so right. People have gone on before. Mm-hmm. We're aware that we're, we're going to go be gathered unto them to yes. be with them. And I would, get, I would believe that uh, all the patriarchs had this awareness mm-hmm. in the Matthew 22. This is what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew 22, 31 and 32 as touching mm-hmm. the resurrection of the dead have you not read that which was spoken unto you by God saying I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob mm-hmm. God is not the God of the dead but of the living yeah, that's right. so he was Amen. aware that even though their bodies that's right. had died they were still yes. living in the presence of God so, so how did he have this information? It is, people say, well, how, how would he, how, he didn't have this revelation, but he, he knew God. Mm-hmm. See, he, 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 was, he was living by faith unto God. God had appeared to him. See, so the, we, we have a revelation. We have a, a complete volume of the revelation of God given to us. And as you imbibe it, as you read it, and you, you believe it, and you live by it, it makes you familiar with the God who gave it. Yeah. Okay, and we have now, see, we have something they didn't have. We have the Holy Spirit living in us to where when we read it, we can see things that, that, um, yeah. that these men didn't see. But look at what they did see. He knew he was going to be gathered unto his fathers. Now, that's, that's a leap forward to, to a lot of people today. You know, why? Because they don't know God. That's why. Because if you know God, you know that he's, he's the one that created you in his image. And, and so this is, um, eventually, we're going to go back to the one who created us and stand before him because we belong to him. We are his possession. Actually, we're tri- twice his possession, right? He created us and then he bought us back through Christ. So we belong to him. And so this really this shouldn't seem odd. It's just that we live in a generation now where the thinking, they call it progressive thinking, but, but this is not progressive thinking. This is, this is dishonoring your body. See, your body doesn't belong to you. Amen. It belongs to God. And so you know, Jacob is taking great care. Yeah. 
to, to look at for, so that they will promise. He said, swear unto me. He was serious about this. Promise me you won't leave me in Egypt. Why? Because the, the, he wanted to be buried in the land that God had given them, right? God had promised them and given it to them, and he wanted to be buried in that land. Now, he went into Egypt. It was a circumstance that God, God created the circumstance that would bring them into Egypt. So that, And then, of course, after this, you know, they're going to be 400 years in hard bondage. But see, God's, God's doing this work. But see, Jacob is doing his part in that he's determined that he's going to, even though he has no power to get this done, does he? He knows he's dying, but he trusts Joseph. He calls him in first, gets his, he swear, and now he's going to, he, he um, gives this to his other children. He, he wants them to know there's something to this. Not in Egypt, don't bury me in Egypt. He says, bury me not, I pray thee, in Egypt, but I will lie with my fathers, and thou shalt carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burying place. So Joseph, I mean, Jacob, even though he's weak, he rises to the occasion and blesses the two sons of Joseph. Now, if you take this out of context, it's like, why would he do that? Why would he? T- these aren't technically... These, did, these aren't his children. They're his grandchildren. But, see, this is something. See, Jacob knows not to live by a form, okay? Jo- Jacob, of all people, knows that there can be exceptions. Remember, he is one of those exceptions. Last time we looked at how people say he stole the birthright, he did all this. God wanted him. God's the one that appointed him. To, 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 to the place where he was at. And now here he is getting ready to die and he's going to do some replacements of his own. He's, I know at the time it may have seemed strange, but it didn't seem strange to Jacob at all. This is, um, and it came to pass after these things that one told Joseph, behold, thy father is sick. Now I was impressed with this. He hears that his father is sick and he goes to him, right? He, he didn't wait for his father to call for him. Another place that says that he called for him, but, as a, but he, he hears he's sick and he took with him the two sons, his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And one told Jacob and said, behold, thy son, Joseph cometh unto thee. And Israel strengthened himself and sat upon the bed. And Jacob said unto Joseph, God almighty appeared unto me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me and said unto me, behold, I will make thee a fruitful and, pro- and multiply thee, and I will make of thee a multitude of people, and will give this land to thy seed after thee for an everlasting possession. That's where he wanted to be buried. Yes, that's the, he wanted to go there. He didn't want to. Egypt wasn't given to him as an everlasting possession, but the land of Canaan was. They wanted to go there. Yes. Yes. I noticed that all of the patriarchs were buried in the same yes, place. Yes, that's right. You have Every Abraham, Isaac, that's and right. Jacob right there together. Yes. Which, which again, the, the the promise of the inheritance yes. traveled primarily. Yeah. They're, they're the foundation right. stones of yeah. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you have all of the foundation mm-hmm. stones right there. Yes. And yes. Um, concerning Joseph here, mm-hmm. doesn't say that he was buried in the, in the cave no, he wasn't. of, of Machpelah. Uh, nope. But what they could do, mm-hmm. those that were living were going to go in, uh-huh. into the, you know, toward the inheritance. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it because of their 
their unbelief and tempting the Lord. But there were of the nation that made it in there. But this is what they had control over. Mm -hmm. They couldn't make everything come to pass. That's what you said earlier. Mm -hmm. They couldn't make it happen. Mm -hmm. It was God's work. But as much as was in their control, they they conformed to that. Mm -hmm. So the inheritance was there. They wanted what remained of them in the earth to mm -hmm. be there. Yes. Yeah, he... he the, later in here, we're going to get to that point where, where Joseph wasn't buried there. He was buried in the land that, is, that Jacob gave him. Mm -hmm. That plot of ground that he purchased, he was buried there. And uh, but he did. He wasn't. He wasn't buried in Egypt at the point. Right. Remember, he when he died, he made point of this to bring this up, brother. Yeah. These these saints, see, they they didn't want to be buried in the place of bondage. That's right. They, exactly. They wanted to be. They wanted their last place to be a place of freedom. Amen. And that's exactly what we're. That's right. Hoping for yes. Amen. Freedom. That's right. And it fits perfectly the type. Yes, it does. Carry me. Out of Egypt. <laughs> well, I want to be carried out of Egypt too, don't you? <laughs> so he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. He goes there. Now Jacob replaces Reuben and Simeon with Manasseh and Ephraim, but we'll find that he, he does, Jacob does a little <laughs> switcheroo here. <laughs> he does, it, this, his, it, Joseph wants a certain one to be blessed. And boy, it's, talk about flashback, remembering what happened. And here, Jacob sees it. Jacob sees what's going on, and, and he doesn't hesitate at all. Yeah, which tells you that Jacob is in connection with God. He, he, he wants what God wants, not what, what maybe is supposed to be or what men think that should happen. Jacob is faithful so Genesis 48, 1 through 5, And now the two, thy two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, which were born unto thee in the land of Egypt. He knows that they're, Jacob, they're Joseph's sons. Before I came unto thee in Egypt, are mine. He, he, he takes his two sons. He says, As Reuben and Simeon, they shall be mine. Now the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, for he was the firstborn, but forasmuch as he defiled his father's bed... This, I'm, 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 we're going to look at just briefly here. Why, why did he do this? Why was Jacob so intent on replacing these two? Well, because they had done something that was reprehensible, and he was not going to let them be in the lineage. Now, later when they went into the land of, of Canaan, they, did get, they didn't like cease to, be, to exist. But see here, they're not going to get the blessing. Now the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, for he was the firstborn, but forasmuch as he defiled his father's bed, his birthright was given unto the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel, and the genealogy is not to be reckoned after the birthright. Now, talk about exceptions here. Look at how, how God worked this thing. Why, why did he work it that way? See, because they had done something. J Jacob knew enough about God that he didn't want to put somebody in charge that was evil. He had lived through this with Esau. He had seen it. And now he, 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 he does this. He, he replaces them. Now, through deceit, Simeon and Levi slaughtered the house of Shechem. 
and the lineage of Hamor because Shechem had defiled their sister Dinah. And, and we're not going to go into all this, but the thing is, is that they had done something so reprehensible that he would not let them be a part of this. And, and when he gave the blessing later, he mentions this. He says things that are, well, we'll get to that. Later, when Jacob would bless his sons, he had some very harsh words to speak to Reuben and Simeon. Reuben, this is what he said. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power. And then he comments on his character, unstable as water. Thou shalt not excel, because thou wentest up to thy father's bed, then, then defilest thou it. He went up to my couch. He just, he just cut him off. See, now, at the time he did this, it looks as though he got away with it. He didn't, he didn't deal with it then. Just like, this is a picture, just like when men sin. Sometimes it just, it doesn't seem like anything happened. They went off, and, and they did what they wanted to do, and it doesn't look like there's any repercussion. But see, there's a judgment. And this, for them, was their judgment. Their father was going to judge them. Simeon and Levi, what do you say about them? Their brethren, instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. O my soul, come not thou into their secret, unto their assembly, mine honor. Be not thou united. He, see, this is, Jacob knew that you can't take fire into your bosom and your clothes not be burned. See, he realized, this is, my sons, they did this. You know, you, you can't undo it. The father can't. But he can make sure he doesn't give them a blessing for doing it. For in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they digged down a wall. Now, if you look at that, I, I looked at that because I, I wanted to know more about that. That, that, that word is it, talking about... It's one of the definitions you, you, is exterminating uh, or or doing away with a whole line alone of, of a person's heritage. And this is exactly what he did, him, him and Levi. They went in and I, we're not going to go through the whole account, but it, it, it's worth looking into. They went in on, uh, and they, they very deceitfully. They made an agreement with these men because they they said that they had defiled their sister, what he had done is he fell in love with her, and you know you, Hollywood could really have a good time with this. They, 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 they were in love, and he wanted to marry her, and he knew he couldn't, and he said, well, we can't let you marry her. We can't let you be a part of us unless you're circumcised. And then they said, okay, we agree. Every man was circumcised. And on the third day, when they were sore, they swooped in on and killed everybody. Took the women and kids, yes. Uh, they... They used what God gave Israel to be a sign of the covenant yes. in their flesh. That's right. That, 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 there was an association here that was wrong. What, yes, that's was right. It, was it theirs to give the sign of the mm -hmm. covenant to the heathen? No. So I said they were using it for one purpose. That's right. But the fact that they yeah. took something that God gave to Abraham for his heritage. Yes. And... We're compelling mm -hmm. these for reasons yeah. apart from acknowledging God. Yeah. Yes, that's right. To, to, to take that sign into their flesh. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, I don't think I've ever heard anybody, you know, make a point of that. Sure. But I'm mm -hmm. sure that it wasn't lost on God. And oh, it yes. didn't have that's right. some kind of significance that's to right. the fact that they, their names, they were, they were just dispersed throughout the others. That's and right. They were not 
named in the blessing. And so Jacob brings up their character. This is what he says. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce. To go in there and do this, and and then to say that you're connected with the God of Israel? See, this was wrong. This was so wrong. And their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. That see, he saw things clearly, mm-hmm. the way they really were, and he didn't let them get away with it. You know, it, the act of replacing Reuben Simeon it wasn't something that he delighted in doing. It was something that he did because he knew he was going to be gathered to his fathers. Brother? Yeah, this goes to show you that the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. That's right. That's right. So, now Joseph, remember, he hears he's sick and he brings his sons, but he had no idea of what was going to happen then. He didn't, his father hadn't told him, as far as we know in the Revelation, that I'm going to replace. Now, that had never been said. And so he comes, and this is what Israel said. This is Genesis 48, verse 8. And Israel beheld Joseph's sons and said, Who are these? And Joseph said to his father, They are my sons whom God hath given me in this place. And he said, Bring them. I pray thee unto me, and I will bless them. <laughs> now the eyes of Israel were dim for age. Oh, you can see so many parallels in this of, of, of what's, what's going to happen. But see, Jacob is living by faith. And, and what he's going to do is, is going to be pleasing to God. Now the eyes of Israel were dim for age so that he could not see. And he brought them near unto him, and he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said unto Joseph, I had not thought to see thy face, and lo, God hath shown me also thy seed. Mm-hmm. And Joseph brought them out from between his knees, and he bowed himself with his face to the earth. So I, uh, Israel's eyes are dim, yet his mind is very keen and sharp. And what he's going to do, it may appear as though he didn't see which one, you know. And I think that's why this is mentioned, is that, see, he, he, later, but Joseph is going to say no. And thinking that maybe his father can't see well, maybe he just made a mistake. But see, his father hasn't made a mistake at all. We can see Joseph's deep love for respect for his father. He's the one whom the sons of Jacob bowed down to when they came to Egypt. Remember, when they came to Egypt, Jacob bowed down before Joseph, just like the dream. Mm -hmm. Just like it had been prophesied would happen. And so, but see, see, he didn't despise it at the time. He says, am I and your mother going to? But see, he lived to see that, yes, this is God's will. And this, he does. So there's a reverence that men ought to show for those who God's working in, right? To strengthen and bless his people. Paul's worthy of double honor because of his labors in the kingdom. Not because Paul himself was worthy, but because God made Paul worthy. See, it was because he was serving God. And now Jacob has served God. And now Joseph put in the position number two in Egypt. Look at what Joseph did with it. All the great things he did. And he he never one time disconnected that from his service to God. Even when he was in a prison, he was did a good job because he was he knew he was serving God. You know, in Potiphar's house, he did a good job because he knew he was. And when Potiphar's wife tempted him, he knew this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Why? Because he knew he was serving God. He knew he was living in the presence of God. And so this is no different. 
So Joseph took them both, Ephraim in his right hand. Now you can see how Joseph is, is staging this, okay? He wants to, to, to put it there to where all his father has to do is put his hands right out. There'll be no misunderstanding, and Manasseh will get the blessing. Towards Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand towards Israel's right hand, and brought them near unto him. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh's head, guiding his hands wittingly. For Manasseh was the firstborn. Israel's being moved by God to, to, to cross his hands. He can't see him, right? His eyes were dim that he couldn't see. But see, it shows you that the eyes of faith are more profitable than the eyes, our natural eyes. In other words, he was, he, he was doing what um, God wanted him to do. It wasn't that it was a mistake. He guided his hands wittingly, right? Knowing what he was doing. Israel testifies of the faithfulness of God and blesses both the sons of Joseph and, and, um, and Isaac and said, God, before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk, the God which fed me all my life long unto this day, the angels which redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads and let my name be on them. Now that was quite a blessing, huh? Let my name be on them. And the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Now Israel, he now speaks kindly of his fathers, Abraham and Isaac. He doesn't take the opportunity to exalt himself above them. You see how he's, he's making this connection because this is the connection. God chose Abraham, and that, that blessing went down to Isaac, and now went down to Jacob. And Jacob is, is exalting God more than the position he's been given. He, he knows this wasn't, you know, something that he earned. This was something that God gave him. And now he's careful. And that's just what impressed me most about this account, how careful Jacob is. He wants to do what is appropriate, what's right. And he won't give the blessing to, to a profane person. He won't do it. And he doesn't do it. Israel is very familiar with God making choices that were not apparent to everyone involved, right? He lived through it. And now his son is going to tell him, see, when Israel, when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand upon the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. And he held up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head under Manasseh's head. And Joseph said unto his father, not so, my father. For this is the firstborn. Put thy right hand upon his head. See, now Joseph, he's, he's living by faith too. You see, he's, he's, this is, for him, this, this isn't appropriate. The, the, the firstborn should get the blessing. <clears throat> but Israel knows what he's doing. But Joseph wants the greater blessing to go to his son Manasseh because he's the firstborn, which actually was appropriate, right? There wasn't anything wrong with that. In fact, Israel was taught later to do that very thing. It is there. The firstborn is to get the blessing. Well, but also Jacob knows that that's not the way it always is. See, God, if God's the one that, that, made, the, 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 the made the standard, well, then he can be the one to exclude the standard for the exceptional, right? Now, God can do that. And um, we, we witnessed in, these, in, in Hebrews 11 
many times when he did just that. We might note here too that even whenever God commands or directs uh-huh. a a variation from the standard, he has not made a variation from his purpose. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Amen. See, actually, go ahead. This was not like a personal bias that, no, that Jacob had because he was, wasn't was the firstborn and he got the blessing. Yeah. I've actually heard people say that because yeah. Jacob was the secondborn and he got the blessing. Now he's going to, that's how he's going to bless. So it wasn't a personal bias. No. The Lord led him in this. Yeah, well, and, and we know this by what he says next. And it, his father refused. Now, why did he refuse? And said, I know it, my son. I know it. He also shall become a people, and he also shall be great. But truly, his younger brother shall be greater than he. How did he know that? And his seed shall become a multitude of nations. And he blessed them that day, saying, In thee, in thee shall all Israel bless, saying, God make thee as Ephraim and Manasseh. Look what God's doing. He, he, he gave the, the greater blessing to Ephraim because he had revelation. He, he saw what God was going to do. Now that trumps what tradition says we ought to do always. What is, if God, if you know the will of God, well then you best be getting around to doing it because it's the will of God. They say, well, but, but traditionally we've done it like this. Well, if God's revealed it to you, just like Jacob says, no, I, I won't change, switch my hands because I know what I'm doing. Yes? I thought you had something. Oh, okay. Well, I was thinking, I must have been thinking too loudly. <laughs> I know it, my son. So see, he's not, he's not doing what, what Justin just suggested, it, some people say. Some people say that it was his own personal bias, but that's not. We have proof. That's not what, that's not what he was doing, right? Yeah, Sister? In another place, it's written... That by faith, Jacob blessed his sons. Yes, that's right. So all of this is is directed by faith. Uh His his driving perception is is coming from his understanding of God. That's right, that's right. And he blessed them that day, saying, And these shall all Israel bless. Now, now, in other words, eventually this is going to be seen and perceived as the right thing to do. Okay, this isn't something that that it is going to cause a lot of ruckus. Now, with these two, now I looked through the account. I couldn't find any place where 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 um, um, Simeon and um, and Levi or Reuben ever complained and said, "Well, that's not right. That's not fair." They knew they had sinned. They knew it. They knew it was wrong, and yet they had thought they got away with it. No, no judgment up, to, up till this time had ever fallen on him for it. Well, it fell at this time, which is, it shows you that, see, at the judgment, God's going to be fair and equitable. He's going to do the right thing. They say, wait a minute. You know, no, no one's going to be saying, wait a minute. They, everyone's going to know that they deserve whatever judgment God gives. Truly, his younger brother shall be greater than he. And his seed shall become a multitude of nations. Now that was that was the Abrahamic blessing. Now years later, when Israel was moving into the Promised Land, Moses 
had instructed Joshua concerning the inheritance of the land, and the children of Joseph received a double portion. Now, that's quite a blessing. I mean, they will they would have risen up and say this. No, they didn't. They did what they did. What see Moses is the one that had ordered it and set it in in order and then given it to to. Uh, okay. And under this same system, mm -hmm. the firstborn, the blessing of the firstborn was double. Uh -huh. And God had taken that position of That's the right. firstborn yeah. and divided it between the other tribe. That's right. So they got a double portion. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and, and it was right. That's, a, that's, that's the point. Israel said unto Joseph, Behold, I die. This is in Genesis 48:21. But God shall be with you. Uh, isn't that, uh, what a blessing to know that okay, see this life is 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 just a vapor. It's just a, it's just a this a little moment of time. But it's what you do for for the Lord in this moment of time that's going to be judged. What how much what, what exactly are are we called into, you know? Behold, I die. I just liked uh, Jacob's view on death. He wasn't afraid of it. He didn't draw back from it. He knew it was going to happen. And he, he brought this up several times. I die, but God shall be with you and bring you again into the land of your fathers. You can see how he's dominated by hope. He, he, he knows God hasn't brought him into Egypt to leave him there forever. And now he gives this word that isn't going to be fulfilled for 400 years. But but God did do it. Moreover, I have given unto thee one portion above thy brethren, which I he's talking to, to Joseph. And, and the portion he's going to talking about that he's going to give him, the one portion of, above thy brethren. He says, For I took out of the hand of the Amorite with my sword and with my bow. Now you look back there and you, you research that out. He's talking about the land the land that he bought from the sons of Heth there. Okay? He he bought he bought them. This is the same parcel of land that Jacob had purchased from the sons of Hamor. And before all the trouble that Simeon and Levi had started, he purchased this land. He built a house even. And, and, and then they started all this trouble. And he's, he's, Jacob said, you've made my name to stink in the land. But he, he see, it belonged to him, it belonged to Jacob. And now Jacob passes that down to, um, to Joseph and um, so later, when the bones of Joseph, remember, Joseph, when he's getting ready to die, he makes the same command. He, he take, don't leave my bones in Egypt. Take them out. Well, they did. And the children of Israel brought them out, out of Egypt. They buried them in Shechem, which is the same parcel of land that he's talking about there, which Jacob bought of the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of silver. And it became the inheritance of the children of Joseph. Now, that's... um. Behold, I die. Well, comforting words this must have been to Joseph that to hear that that's I mean, because you know how things are. It, you get in a circumstance in a situation. You see, you've been he, Joseph's been there a long time. He's been in command a long time. And yet this is not the place that of the promise. This is not the promised land. And so to hear this from from Jacob that. I'm going to die, but God's going to visit you. He's going to visit you. He's going to deliver you out of this land and put you back into the land that he gave to your fathers. 
He's, it's not easy to, um, to watch your father die. It's not. And Joseph did it with honor. With, he, he honored his father's request after he died. He did exactly what he, he said he, he would do. And when Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons, he gathered up his feet into the bed and yielded up the ghost and was gathered unto his people. Amen. So see, this is, everything that, that Jacob was telling them, was saying to him, was true, and then we get the confirmation. As soon as he died, he didn't, he didn't go live in the dirt for a little while. He went unto his people. That's a blessing, isn't it? Amen. And Joseph fell upon his father's face and wept upon him and kissed him. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. And the physicians embalmed Israel. Forty days were fulfilled for him. And so are, the, are fulfilled the days of those which are embalmed. And the Egyptians mourned for him three scorned. The Egyptians mourned for him. See, you can see how powerful Joseph is in, in that arena. Even the Egyptians mourned for him three score and ten days. And when the days of mourning were passed, Joseph spake unto the house of Pharaoh, saying, If now I have found grace in your eyes, speak, I pray you, in the ears of Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear saying, Lo, I die in my grave, which I have digged for me in the land of Canaan. There shalt thou bury me. Now, therefore, let me go up, I pray thee, and bury my father, and I will come again. And Pharaoh said, Go up and bury thy father, according as he hath made thee swear. Now, so God made it possible for Joseph, even though he was number two in command, he was still the servant to Pharaoh. He couldn't just say, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. I'm taking all my people with me, and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm, I'm a great man. Well, he would have been back in the jail that moment. So, see, Pharaoh was still the one, the ruler over, over Egypt. But look at how much grace Pharaoh gave to Joseph. He let, he let him leave. The only people to stay behind was the young ones, the ones that couldn't travel. And the rest of them, all of them, they went to bury Jacob. <clears throat> Yes. When uh, Jacob died, we have an account of what happened when someone else died. Yes. And where they went. Yes. It's in Luke chapter 16. Mm-hmm. And here we have Luke 16, 22. And it came to pass that the beggar died. Yes. And that's was right. carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. That's right. And that's, I believe, the same thing happened when Jacob died. Yeah. He went to Abraham's bosom. That's right. Gathered into his people. Gathered to his people. Yes. Amen. That's right. That's what he was looking forward to. God made it possible. Now, you know, the interesting thing about their culture at the time, the Egyptians were all about burial, right? Mm-hmm. See, they had great, extensive, an ornate, you know, caskets and sarcophaguses and uh, the place where they were going to bury him was was prepared for years and years. They would they would spend time on creating a place where, of course, they they misunderstood what was going to happen after death. But I can see where the environment actually promoted the burying of, of Jacob. See, and so here Joseph made an appeal. He may ask. He made me promise. Take him to this location and bury him. And Pharaoh gives him permission because 
Pharaoh was all about burying too. I mean, at that point in time, he probably had already made plans years earlier for his own burial, you know, because that's what the Egyptians did. And now we go back, you know, archaeologists have gone back and, and sure enough, they're there. They dig them up and, and they're there, which I don't know where they would have gone, I guess. But, but uh, this, is, this is, it's a big thing. You put him in a nation that even though they didn't serve God, they had some of the, 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 they had a respect for burying. So he didn't just tell them, you don't have to bury them, we'll just burn them like the Canaanites. That is what he said. He said, go bury them. So he had a respect for burial. And I thought that was, that was just like the Lord to put him in a land that had, that, that wouldn't kick against that. We can learn from Jacob that God will not abandon us when we get old. We are going to get old. If we live here, if we stay here long enough, we're going to get old. We're going to get feeble. We're going to get to the place to where we can't do the things that we would want to do. But God doesn't abandon us. And actually, he's, we're, we're, he's drawing us closer to himself. If you can see it right, death is nothing but a transition between being absent from the Lord to being present with the Lord. So it's not something... Um, it's not something that's terrible. It is something that it is something that's final. I mean, if you die, you die, right? You're not here. But that doesn't mean you're dead. It means your your body's dead. And see, Jacob would have to adjust once again to Jacob not being around. Now, he had he had done that. He had done that for for a, a lot of years. Um, they were separated, but when they were joined back together. See, this was a, a, a great blessing. And see this, so eventually Joseph knows I'm going to be joined to my fathers. See, I'm going to, I'm, it's just going to be a space of time and I'm going to be joined again. He'll give us strength, the strength that we need to do what needs to be done. So we can depart this world, and at the same time, we can do it in peace, and we can glorify God in it. Amen. So, see, making plans for burial it, or not, it isn't wrong. Look at it. We've got examples in the scriptures. And I'm not, I'm, I just barely scratched the surface about the argument for between cremation and burial. If you really want to go into it extensively, Brother Given has several articles on his website that go into it. I mean, break it down extensively. I didn't want to do this because we were talking about um, faith and and Joseph and and his two sons and and about getting the blessing. But but see, there, there's there's a there's a line of reasoning that if if you if you can see what God's mind is on it, it it'll 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 break all the arguments. And because boy, the a lot of people are are for. Cremation. Of course, they've made it cheap. You know, you can just do that a few hundred dollars and then you're you're done. You rent the casket and pretty much. Anyway, everyone's got to work that out for themselves. They, they've got to take the scriptures and, and, and work it out and, and, and know that if God's for something, I want to be for something. If God's for burying, I want to be buried. Now, of course, the interesting thing is that's why uh, Jacob made him swear once you're dead, you really don't have any say over it, right? You really, you're going to have to trust that God's going to do, you know, yeah. your desire. <clears throat> Whatever the uh, occasions are outside of our mm -hmm. control. Mm -hmm. Then you think of people who went down in ships. Yes. And actually they were buried in the sea at that mm -hmm. point. 
That's right. Things that uh, people who have been killed by wild animals. That's eaten, right. Or you know, a multitude. That's of them, right. Uh, died in house fires. Mm-hmm. Sure. Those things God will cover. That's he will right. do what is just. Mm-hmm. But whenever we intentionally yes. go against something, that's, right. that's when the so a, a person who would be unlearned. Here's an <clears throat> unlearned question. Mm-hmm. You know, they bring up all of the. Well, what about this and what about mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. That they don't know God. Yeah. That's what how they're reasoning. See, mm-hmm. that is earth yes. trying to reason and understand heaven mm-hmm. instead of heaven shining light on what's going on and giving understanding. Yes, amen. Amen. Yes. He was embalmed. Embalming is preserving the body. That's right. Cremation is destroying the body. That's right. You're That's taking right. a body that doesn't belong to you and you're further destroying it. Mm-hmm. And you can see how his death didn't distract Jacob from what his his intention was in giving the blessing, passing on the things that God had given him to the next generation, and he was faithful to do that, even though we know he probably didn't feel good. You know, he he didn't feel like it, but he did it anyway. He pressed through that, yes. This is so important that God actually put it in the commandments that he gave to Moses to the people Uh to honor your father and your mother. That's right. Now, yep. if the children of Jacob had been raised in this generation, yeah. oh, you know, well, who cares what the old man wanted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, he's a pain now. He's a lot of work. Uh huh. This is this is ungodless. That's right. But look at the destruction it would have wreaked in them. That's right. So you just think about, it's not just the other person. That's right. It's your heart that's being judged in these Amen. things. That's right. And these, these people that from Abraham, mm-hmm. look at how Isaac honored his father. Yes, that's right. In obeying him, even to the point of becoming an offering. That's right, yes. You know, and, uh-huh. the, and the honor that, that uh, Jacob had to his father. Yes. Not wanting to call down a curse <clears throat> on himself mm-hmm. by... Be, being concerned about his father. Mm-hmm. These things keep both generations, yes. and God has seen in all of it. There were days whenever Jacob was young and strong and yes, vigorous. That's right. And but he he remained faithful there. Yes. And yeah. that faithfulness <clears throat> carried over to the time of his departure. Yes. That faithfulness to God. Amen. And. And because his sons, even though they had done wrong, they mm-hmm. dishonored him yes. at, at Shechem. Mm-hmm. But and here's the point, too, I thought of. Mm-hmm. Did they go to their father <clears throat> and talk to him about this? Did no. they ask his advice? No. See what they would have been spared. Yes. <clears throat> if they had That's honored right. their father Amen. before they just acted. That's right. That's right. Uh, there's just there's a lot of protection in that, mm-hmm. and God shows Himself in that mm-hmm. because ultimately He is our Father. Amen, amen. Yes, brother. Um, this is change topics a little bit, but in Genesis 48, 22, mm-hmm. 21 and 22, He He gave them a blessing. It says, "I have given thee one portion above thy brethren." That's right. Uh-huh. Now this is. Before the Exodus, mm-hmm. several hundred years. Yes, uh, right. Two, three, four hundred years before the Exodus. Yes, and he gave them a, a blessing above, about one portion above that brethren. Now, when it came time to yeah. 
give out the land, mm -hmm. they remembered that. Yes. It's in Joshua chapter 17, mm -hmm. in verse uh, 14 through the end of the chapter, 14 mm -hmm. through 18, Joshua 17. And they, the children of Joseph mm -hmm. spake unto Joshua, saying, Why hast thou given me but one lot and one portion to inherit, yeah, yeah. seeing as I am a great people, for as much mm -hmm. as the Lord hath blessed me? That's they, right. So they remembered what yes. happened That's to right. their fathers long ago. Mm -hmm. And so Joshua said, Well, you don't get just one lot, but yeah. you have to go take it. That's right. You have the mountain. Yeah. You got to drive them out. So they remember that blessing. That That's right. That's right. Amen. You know, and another um, interesting piece of information is that um, Joseph never even saw the land, never lived in the land. He um, he was given it to him by his father, but see, and, and so he kept it as a possession, but then it was handed down to his children. All right, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for giving us this account. Father, we ask, Lord, that as we consider it, Lord, that you would make this consideration profitable in our hearts and our minds, that we would, Father, see you working in it, and, Father, that we would appreciate uh, the, the fact that you've given us this record so that we could understand the way you work and the, and the things that um, are profitable. Father, help us, Lord, to always be mindful of... Um, of the things you've given us, Father, we would not let anything slip, Father, that we would hold on to it tightly and we would be faithful to pass it down, to speak of it often and to, to give it to the next generation. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the truth you give us and help us, Lord, to be good custodians of it. Father, we also ask prayer for the food we're about to partake of. We thank you for, for it, Lord. Father, we ask, Lord, that, that we would bless you with the energy that this food gives us. In your son's name, amen.